Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we're here to bring you an exciting show today about hypoglycemia. Symptoms of whether you have it, and for those of you that doesn't know what it is, Dr. Lewis is going to explain that and tell you some symptoms. We also have a very special guest with us today. His name is John Smith. Is that an alias? And No, it's not, but you'll <laughs> never know who he is. So uh, he's going to teach us a little bit about kombucha. And so, Dr. Lewis, um, would you like to take it and run and tell us about diabetes and kombucha? Well, yeah, uh there's many reasons to get our uh, blood sugar in under control, and if you'll notice, our America's getting sicker and sicker all the time. We're gaining weight. We're actually the most obese nation on Earth. I saw that on TV the other day. <clears throat> Janet, I've been in Europe a little bit. We've been to China for 10 days, and it's like, yeah, it really is true. Even in polluted China, they're obviously healthier than we are. Uh, one of the reasons I would like to... Uh, talk about blood sugar is just because it's our diet and people sometimes deny that well you can't get well if you deny you know what the problem is and i'm looking at a book you know the other side of jan it's called cancer is a fungus well there's a really good study out of johns hopkins that talks about how sugar slash simple carbohydrates feed yeast and yeast can go systemic and they cause all kinds of problems, and I've gone through it personally, and I wish I'd have known then what I know now because we could have gotten through it in much less than the six years that it took. But <clears throat> we're excited because there's a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of things going on here, and we're beginning to use uh, more and more probiotics that are very, very uh, specifically targeted to different uh, problems. And one of them is a probiotic yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. You've you've heard me talk about it before, and we're getting bigger amounts of it. And I think that's real appropriate because this morning John came by, and he's coming all the way from Elkhart, Texas, which is quite a little jaunt. To Longview. Now you're giving away who he is, where oh, he's from. Uh, well, he can take care of himself uh, <laughs> if you think about his background. But he, he he brought some probiotics. I've always told people, you know, you need to brew your own, and you can you can take mine. That's really good. But you need to brew your own also. But then people ask me, well, do you brew your own? I said, no, I don't need one more place to be or one more thing to do. I'm too busy as it is. Um, busy in my head, maybe. But the probiotic yeast is a really, really good thing. And so John has, um, just by being the really nice guy that he is, he's going to make me go home and brew my own because he brought me a SCOBY, and he's an ex-law enforcement officer, and I thought he was talking about some kind of wild drug. But I'm going to let him talk about uh, SCOBYs and, and, and how to brew it and anything else he wants to talk about. Well, he might. we might need to know what is a SCOBY because it looked like a tongue when he brought it in here. A cow's tongue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, John, it's all yours. Well, first I want to say thanks for, uh, for inviting me to be on your show. I really appreciate that. And, uh, Doc, you just <laughs> – brewing your own kombucha is not that hard. It's not a lot of time consumption. It's uh, – it's a pretty easy thing to do. Um, when uh, Janet said about the SCOBY, the SCOBY is actually called, it's a, the actual real name is the Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. And it's, I guess you'd say, where the magic happens in the tea that you're fermenting. That's where it all starts, and uh, it's going to grow. And before you know it, you'll be doing this for a while. You'll have more than 
to do like I do and give give to people who want to start doing it for themselves. So very good. So why did you start drinking this or making this? Did you have health issues that might have led to wanting to get better from it, or why did you why did you start drinking it? Actually, I started drinking it just because I wanted to try to avoid some of the the things that it it, it works on. <coughs> And I'm one of those people, I like to try different things, and I, I certainly like to, like if I can do it myself, I'd, I much more trust that than I do some store-bought stuff. <laughs> exactly. So buying it in the store might not be the best, uh, the, the best way to achieve kombucha. I know everybody buys these drinks that have it in there, and doc, maybe Dr. Lewis can explain a little bit about uh, what makes it different when you're doing it, fermenting it at home versus buying it in a store. Yeah, I've got I've got all kinds of opinions. Y'all know how that goes. But uh, I was a friend with a Ph.D. in microbiology for many, many years before she passed on, and she taught me a lot. She was the one that was angry at me because I made 86 in her class without opening a book. And I said, well, you're a really tough teacher because I really should have made 96. But she taught me so much about microbiology. And the reason I tell people to brew their own rather than buy it from the store is because most of the time, or, or at least some of the time, when you buy it at the store, it's already dead. It's uh, fermented in its own juices and died. Uh, <clears throat> we're on this uh, SCOBY that John brought us. You're supposed to let it breathe, I think. And some of the probiotics are not always what they uh, claim to be there's an ex FDA special investigator that did work on probiotics and he says well and other supplements he says you know 30 40 percent of the supplements are not what they say at all and then most of the other ones really aren't the same efficacy or the amounts that they say in there and then he went out to brew he said the best uh probiotic on the market and his was only four species usually it's better to get a wider variety of different species in there and now i'm big on the yeast thing because you can use a probiotic yeast to kill candida and those books about candida were written 30 35 years ago and they're still very relevant today i went into one of our local health food stores and janet and i bought pretty much any anything and everything they had there and it said many probiotics well some of those if you put them on a microscope they are not alive at all and i've seen that on the microscope that's why i'm very skeptical i'm more like john it's like well if i can do it myself and trust and the bragging point on probiotics is how many billion cfus colony forming units that there really is only one uh only one product in this health food store said one billion the rest of them said many well it can't be very many because if it's 20 billion you'd be bragging about it and the one that said one billion was one billion saccharomyces boulardii where we always use three to five billion except now we have one that's nine billion or 45 depending on which scoop you use out of the powder and this is a new thing and i told janet i said yeah man that's pretty expensive and she says, yeah, but if you use one small scoop per day, it lasts for 10 months. And I said, oh, wow, that's pretty cheap if you you know put it out like that. And it is making huge changes. Uh, we've got some evidence that it's really working on autistic kids. Uh, it's helping people with IBS, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, celiac, all that. So if you have the chronic diarrhea, it helps 
it heal and firm it up. If you have chronic constipation, it helps you go. And we're getting really, really good results with that. So I've got a friend with a microscope. I'm going to take some of this, um, the part of the SCOBY, I guess, and take it down and look at it under the microscope. And then we're going to experiment with seeing if we can throw the Saccharomyces boulardii in there and begin to brew it. And that's just the yeast part. Janet gave an ugly face when I said that. Well, I'm I'm just wondering what that's going to be like because that new Saccharomyces, it's in a powder, and the, it, it's really great for you. It really makes you feel good. But if it gets not room temperature, it turns into gummy-likeness. So you have to swallow it really fast. And I'm wondering if you put it in a fermentation deal, what would happen to it? It'll, it'll be an interesting test. It'd be interesting to see, but you... I've heard that you can actually eat the scoby. I've I've never tried it, but they say that you can eat it. It looks like a portobello mushroom, so I think I'm going to try a chunk of it. It, it tastes really good, though. What he uh, brought to us was like in this, it tasted like a, like Dr. Lewis said it good, a ginger beer. Which, yeah, it's a good raspberry ginger yeah. that I like to make. So, so have you experimented with different recipes? Yes, I've used apples, any... Uh, any kind of berry, like blackberries and elderberries, yeah, all kinds of stuff. You, you you can just let your mind go wild with what you want to flavor it with. So mm. when you're using the flavoring, is it actually um, real berries you're using? Yes, actually it is. I actually huh. take. I usually get the frozen ones because the cell cell walls of uh, when they freeze, they expand and they break open, and, and then you uh, put it in there and let it brew for seven more days. Well, so no saccharin flavored flavors no. in on no, your good nothing, kombucha. Nothing artificial in it. Well, I like the taste of it. It tasted really, really good. But when I have ginger beer, it's usually in a Texas mule, which is alcoholic. I'm sure that would kill the probiotics. So don't try that, folks. Don't try it at home. But you got We're the professionals. Cop, the copper cup that it's in. So maybe the, that offsets it. I'm not sure. Yeah, it really tasted good. So we're going to be experimenting with that. Um, John is an incredibly intelligent guy. He's 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 talking chemistry in there earlier before we got on the show, and it's like, holy cow, he remembers more chemistry than I've forgotten. So uh, I was kind of embarrassed because he knows a lot more about chemistry than I do. But I think I, that, but. Uh, I think that's really true. <laughs> I surround myself with beauty and brains. So man, I'm I'm blessed right now in this room. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Back to the show topic, you know, a lot of people in kombucha is a big part of getting well and feeling better and things like that. But a lot of people have uh, pre-diabetic symptoms that they're not even aware that they have. And maybe you've been diagnosed as being a diabetic. Maybe you've been put on the magic pills like metformin and things and other things I won't mention that cure your diabetes, uh, which is a not cured but it it looks like that you're doing better on your uh, lab so people eat whatever they want and i'd like dr lewis to educate us a little bit about um some of the possible things that may be making us diabetic you know he had a um pretty interesting article about corn causing depression and anxiety in children and i know corn is a big uh thing for diabetes as well is it not well, the simple carbohydrates and the sugars, um, 
I think anything you do to cure diabetes is going to be good to help alleviate symptoms that could come from that. Of course, we cannot make any claims about uh, nutritional supplements, so be aware there's that FDA disclaimer. But then uh, maybe if Janet wants to, we can delve into a a story that's kind of sad. But, yeah, corn is a big one. Um, That's depressing. A story You want me to tell a story that's kind of sad? Well, about a guy that doesn't take responsibility, and we love him dearly. Uh, John takes responsibility, uh, and his wife is like, oh, my God, she actually listens to me. That's awesome. But the thing about it is uh, diabetes or prediabetes or hypoglycemia is kind of the precursor to uh, what you'd call metabolic syndrome or insulin uh, resistance, and that's why we check insulin on your lab, which is very important. And the the range usually goes from about two to twenty something, depending on the lab. You really and truly want your insulin to be about a two to a five is ideal. So I tell people two to seven, it's okay, and it gets around eight, nine, ten. It becomes problematic because the insulin. Is trying to carry the glucose. If you're not burning enough of it in the muscle, then the body says, well, I've got to do something with this. I'm going to make it into triglycerides slash high cholesterol also. Then I've got to stuff it in your liver, which creates uh, the liver enzymes to go up beyond the ideal 18 to 22. And then you uh, are subject to get non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And there is a, it's getting rampant. We're seeing it in young kids because they're, you know, sucking on those high fructose corn syrup uh, soft drinks. Uh, So the article said there's anger, aggression, depression, and they're linking it somewhat at least to corn in our food. Well, the corn has a Bt toxin spliced into it genetically, and that's a toxin from a bacteria that actually makes the corn borer worm, when he eats into the corn kernel, it makes his insides explode. Well, what I think is happening is is when we eat corn, it causes that inflammation in our GI tract. It doesn't make us explode, but maybe close. And that creates inflammation because inflammation is always a part of it. So I read this article folks i don't think you can eat without eating corn because it's hidden in all sorts of things well and and that's an interesting fact about corn because most people when you talk about diabetes they the first thing they tell us well i don't eat sugar you know they think it's eating cakes and pastas and pies and when you say corn um people think it's a vegetable it's really a grain right and they're going well i don't eat corn on the cob very often we also hear that it's like, well, it's in everything, especially ch- uh, children's cereals. You know, what are you feeding them first thing in the morning before they go to school? Ma- many of those cereals are made out of corn. Yeah, and this this talks of, this article talks about the explosion of autism, and there are a lot of theories. I don't think one theory is correct. I think that's part of the uh, whole, you know, issue. The high fructose corn syrup, though, uh, is associated with dietary loss of zinc, and you've heard me talk about that. The less zinc you have, the more you crave sugar, and the more sugar you have, the more it depletes your body of zinc, and it gets to be a vicious cycle. Uh, GMO corn, genetically modified organism, uh, is a bad thing, and in this article it said that even the squirrels, the geese, and the deer preferred the non-GMO corn in the field. Is that because they're smarter than we are? Well, there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. 
Uh, and there's farmers that say, I will not eat my own crops. I actually treat a guy that's a corn farmer. He said, I do the GMO stuff because that's what my family does. And they look at me weird when I want to go uh, non-GMO. So if you're going to eat corn, make sure it's it's called organic. Um, I, I've done that experiment by putting out different things for the deer and the pigs to eat. And they always, always, always go to the... Uh, better quality stuff, the non-GMO stuff, the stuff that's fertilized with natural fertilizers rather than the NPK. So one of the things I want you to understand is it, it's corn-based food ingredients can be alcohol, acetic acid, which is vinegar. It can be in ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, and that's why I asked this question of somebody that uh, got me an answer from some of the scientists. Yes, I get a lot of my answers from people more intelligent than me. Artificial flavorings, colorings, aspartame, caramel color, cornmeal, cornstarch, corn syrup, corn solids, dextrin, maltodextrin. You wouldn't necessarily think that's coming from corn. Ethylene. Well, this is this just tears me up because they use that gas to ripen your fruits like uh, bananas, uh, tomatoes, avocados, etc., etc. Um, the high fructose corn syrup and grits. Well, hey, I love shrimp and grits. Uh, some of them better than others. But you can't do too much of it. And if you're going to buy honey, for goodness sake, get it from your local uh, person. Because if you get it in the grocery store, it has an extremely high chance of it being uh, cut with corn syrup and or rice syrup. And so this answer from this scientist basically said, yes, it's in many of your supplements, but it's at a part per million that's so low, even with people that have corn allergies, do not have a problem and they linked it to immunoglobulin E mediated allergy to corn it usually does not bother them and so that's just a disclaimer you do and can have corn products in everything you consume even some of our products which all of ours are the best of the best of the best so you know be careful about that but if you're noticing that your ch- children or grandchildren start getting aggressive because the GMO corn and other GMOs actually kill the probiotics and mess with the microbiome in your GI tract. And that's why I, it was perfect that John came here today bringing me that SCOBY. And it was like, oh, my God. You know, God orchestrates things all the time. It, it's just absolutely amazing. So He certainly does our show. <laughs> uh, could you tell some of the symptoms of hypoglycemia you know for people that don't, don't know what that is or you're you're wondering you know you haven't been diagnosed as a pre-diabetic or diabetic but you may have symptoms of hypoglycemia which leads to diabetes do you get hangry right intense hunger is one <laughs> of the signs of it um it, it, and I'm going to tell you this story about a, a, a client that came in here in just a minute because last week when we talked about doing this show, I was like, you know, I, I don't really know where to go with this. But then God always brings me someone to kind of help me have a path. So uh, that intense hunger made me think of him. Uh, anxiety is also a sign of hypoglycemia. Uh, sweating, including night sweats. So it might not be hormones, ladies. It could actually be blood sugar. And Dr. Lewis is raising his hand, so I'm going to let him speak. I was in the middle of uh, sipping a cup of coffee, and night sweats, that reminded me. Sometimes, now I'm an emotional eater. I'd rather eat wrong than drink alcohol. But when I eat ice cream, and it's almost always an emotional thing, I have night sweats. And Janet just put it together. I never thought about it. And that's, you get high 
glucose, then your insulin spikes, and then it goes low, and I wake up with the sheets absolutely soaked. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Feeling dizzy or lightheaded. Uh, you can't make blonde jokes. Uh, becoming fatigued. Trouble sleeping. Feeling irritable. Headaches. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> Not talking about your spouse now. Muscle weakness or brain fog. And uh, I actually had a lady that wanted to run her husband's lab panel last week because she cares more about his health than he does. We dearly love both of these people, too. They're wonderful, wonderful people. Yes, and so she did. And um, it came back that his A1C, which is a three-month average blood sugar, which should optimally be about 5.4 to 5.6, was a 10.2. And at a 6 Five or so, they'll put you on metformin or one of those wonderful drugs to help make your blood sugar better so you don't kill yourself. Well, at a 10, he was still thinking he didn't need any help. His average glucose was 252, if I remember right. It should be about 80 or 90. And so he sent his wife down to talk to us about his lab, not him. And uh, she said, well, I just want you to know he eats right. And I said, well, maybe he needs to start eating wrong. Because what he's eating isn't working. Bluebell and Snickers, if you're eating correctly, you better go bad. Well, and she talked about, well, he hardly eats at all. You know, it doesn't it work if you just don't eat at all? He would just miss entire meals and not eat till nighttime, one, t- one meal a day. But he would drink um, Gatorade-type stuff throughout the day. And I said, you know, you can actually drink your way into being a diabetic just as easily as you can eat your way into it. And she said, well, I don't really know what he wants to do. She said, you know, I try to help him. And, you know, okay, well, we're going to the lake in the RV. And he does have a few beers and a few hot dogs. And And he's sitting on top of the signs that look like he's about to have a heart attack. Of course, we can't diagnose that. But we love the guy. And the point is, you've got to love yourself. God put put us here for a reason. Our bodies don't belong to us, if you'll read the Bible about that. And. There's people that depend on you, you know, your your right. spouse, your kids, your grandkids, your coworkers, and it's very important that we show up and be real shiny for other people. And then it came to her, it, it, it's, it was like a light went on. She had been coming in here for a while and asking about his legs cramping, and we kept giving him calcium, minerals, it wasn't getting any better. Of course, we hadn't run his lab at that time, and... Uh, She said, well, his legs are still cramping in the night, like he has big muscle cramps. And she said, do you think having this high blood sugar has got anything to do with that? And I said, let's put it a different way. I said, his kidneys are trying to stay in an alkaline state, so it's taking his calcium and minerals from his bones and muscles, causing his legs to cramp. And if his legs are cramping, your heart is a muscle too. So, in which she started crying. And because she put it together, she's like, oh, my goodness, he could have a heart attack. And then Dr. Lewis said, oh, many people that are diabetics have heart attacks because that's what happens. Well, it's the precursor. You know, the the pre-diabetes and diabetes is a precursor to a lot of things. And, you know, it goes back to what's happening in the gut. That's why probiotics are so important. And And so it was like a light went on for her. And she said, well, you know. He would come down here, but he just feels like y'all are trying to sell him something. And she said, I told him 
that y'all are the professionals in this business, like you're the professional in your business. And I said, well, there'll be a time when he won't have to come down here at all because he will be so far gone, we won't be able to help him anymore. <coughs> and that means that either he'll lose his legs to, to having uh, having too high blood sugar, he'll be... A, he is a total diabetic now. He could go blind. He could be on dialysis. And when it comes to that point, there's no helping with nutritional supplements. So we're telling you this story to get you to do something now before it gives, before there's there's no time left. And only God has the clock on what that time frame is for everyone. You know, he may make it till he's 90 being like that. He may not make it till tomorrow. But God gave us choice, too. Right. The thing is, get started. If you have any of these symptoms, you need to get started doing something now that helps your life be better. And we don't mean to talk bad. Uh, We do this so we can hopefully give people some encouragement that there are other answers. And it it can be as easy as, you know, we've we've got different products that that we uh, have have that help your body deal with it because there's an inherent or innate intelligence there and how cool is it that we can help each other because actually john came here today i think to encourage me about some other things i feel like i've known him all my life and then he brings me some uh what do you call it kombucha juice (laughs) the the scoby and hopefully john's feeling better oh yeah much better yeah, I don't know if you want to share any of your, just lightly, what was going on with you, any changes that might have been made, where it's not coming from us. <laughs> well, when I when I first heard about y'all on another podcast, uh, uh, I was it was like God was telling me you need to call these people. You need to because I'm I'm not one to uh, to put all my trust and faith in a doctor when they say they're just practicing medicine. I want someone who knows how to do it, not just practicing. <laughs> but. Anyway, uh, I've always leaned towards the more natural side. I believe that God's given us everything that we need in our lives to uh, to uh, make us better and to help us stay healthy. So I... Uh, it's choking Dr. Lewis up over here. He's, he's hearing the yeah. story and getting choked up. Uh, thinking I might have to do the Heimlich maneuver or something. Hopefully you know that. <laughs> but anyway... Um, I did my labs and started on uh, got got on started on a supplement uh, regimen of supplements and uh, it's been about six or seven months and the improvement to my physical well being is dramatic. When I had doctors telling me you're going to need a hip replacement, you're going to need this or all kinds of things, and I want to go back to them now and say, how come I didn't get a hip replacement now and I'm and I'm better now. You know, I don't have the horrendous hip pain, and I can I can walk and do all the things that I want to do now. So it added quality to your Very life. So, and he's uncommonly handsome. So that I'm sure that had nothing to do with the supplements, though. Yeah. It's it's attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, and that's what we're trying to help you with. We're trying to help give you hope, um, give you. Um, let you know that there's a life worth living out there. You don't have to live like you are. And I can't tell you one person that's walked in here that's on one to five to ten medications that's ever said, hey, the more of these medications they add in, the better I feel. 
Exactly. Not not one. <laughs> so, you know, if you're hearing us for the first time, which I hope a lot of you are, and we do appreciate the ones that continually listen, go to our website at greenwisdomhealth.com. Start with the health survey because that's how you get started. Fill that out. It'll recommend you a lab panel. We do lab panel at a very low cost so that we're not guessing uh, because I'm sure like John, there were probably things that came up on his lab that he had no idea about without seeing lab. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You don't always feel it. People say, well, I don't feel. I say, yeah, you, most people don't feel their heart attack until you have or don't feel heart disease until you have your heart attack, half of which don't make it. So don't go by just how you feel, but we want you to feel better, too. But it will recommend you a lab, but you can purchase that lab if you want to speak to Dr. Lewis a little more in detail before you do that. He will call you uh, and talk to you, so he'll help guide you as to what lab to purchase. But uh, we don't like guessing, and that's why we do um, the pharmaceutical-grade supplements. They're they're actually products that will move lab values, not your over-the-counter things that Aunt Mary told you to go try at the local grocery store and hope it works out for you um, because that's all guessing. So Dr. Lewis, you want to encourage us and tell us anything else? I think the best thing you can do is find the why, the uh, why you do it. And some people say, well, because I want to see my kids grow up or I want to see my grandkids or, or it's because I don't want to leave my spouse that, you know, I'm having too much fun. So you need to you need to have a mental, spiritual, psychological reason to do what is necessary to become healthy. And I would do anything for Janet, but sometimes she has to gently uh, motivate me. And she says, if I love you enough to put all of your supplements out every morning, why don't you love yourself more than you do because you only took them three times that that week? And it's like, oh, my God. And she says, Stephen, you got to love yourself. You're too busy helping everybody else. So find that reason to be you know, what we were put on earth to become. And, you know, Janet's very smart about that. And uh, It's funny you mention that because that's the exact <laughs> advice I gave the lady the other day that had the husband. She couldn't get motivated. And she was literally taking out her notepad. And she said, so what do you tell Dr. Lewis? I, and I told her just what you just said. And uh, she goes, I'm writing that down. She goes, I'm going to take it home. And I'm, I'm going to tell him he's worth it. And then the other part about, you know, what if you do have a heart attack or stroke and you don't die? What if you're just lingering and somebody's got to take care of you from now on? Men don't ever think about that or, either. Or you go, bank, or go bankrupt and, and lose your marriage because of the uh, financial stress of the care that could have been avoided. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons to do this. So, you know, I, you know ours is spiritual. And, uh, you know, I had a, a guy, Jonathan, that said, well, don't ever quit mentioning God. It's like, well, how can you believe that we're smart enough to create all this? But, John, what are your thoughts on it? Why? What's your motivation? <laughs> My why, that's what I've always heard it called, what's your why, is I want the quality of life that I can spend time with my wife and my family and be able to do the things that that all of us enjoy to do, you know. There's things that you want to get out there and do and not sitting around the house and you got to be outside to do a lot of those things and you got to feel like going outside. A lot of times it used to be I just I did not feel like it at yeah. all. Which makes you depressed, so Yeah. Right. Right. So, we're trying to give you a light at the end of the tunnel. 
But we are not a train. <laughs> yeah, tra- we'll talk about trains in a different session. <laughs> but we hope you've enjoyed our show. John, we really appreciated you being a guest on our show today. We really appreciate the kombucha and mm-hmm. look forward to having Thank it. Thank you and, so much for having me. And, and growing it. And uh, we'll be here next week on the Green Wisdom Health Show. You guys have a blessed week. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.